Welcome to another episode of Book Lovers Companion with Edith. Since the chattering teacup is otherwise busy, it's just me and myself. I do hope you will enjoy this episode regardless. Spring is still far away and darkness also still descends rather early. So what can be better than spending your evening on the sofa under a nice warm blanket with an exciting book? Nothing, if you ask me. I've raided my bookshelves and I thought if you still haven't decided on what to buy with your vouchers from the bookshops you received at Christmas, I might be able to help you. Spy novels... Crime novels are always a good read. There might be something for you. Let's start with a alternate history book by C.J. Sansom. I thought it might be a good choice since The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, which was turned into a TV show, was such a success. It's a rather short book uh, compared to Sansom's book called Dominion. And the book doesn't take place in the United States, but rather in in the United Kingdom in the year 1952. And it's 12 years since Churchill lost to the other politicians who favored appeasements towards Nazi Germany. And Britain decided to surrender to Nazi Germany after Dunkirk. The war against Russia is still on in the East, but in Britain, the people are under the rule of the Germans. A man, a civil servant called David Fitzgerald, has to decide what to do now. He's a by the resistance and his ask to help a friend of his, a scientist, to free him. It also takes a lot out of him and his family, especially uh, regarding his relationship with his wife. Sarah. It's also about his past, which he learned about only recently. The question is what to do. Will he survive? And can he pull off what the resistance wants him to do? It's a great read. It's absolutely exciting, thrilling, and I highly recommend it, especially to those who liked Philip K. Dick's The Man in the High Castle, which also makes me mention Robert Harris's Fatherland. In case you haven't read it, do so. It's also alternate history. It takes place... Uh, Hitler's birthday and the Germans won the war. One of their own, an officer, an SS officer is tasked with a murder case. In his pursuit of the killer, he finds out more than he ever wanted to know. Well, Robert Harris, Fatherland. Also a good read, which takes place in Germany. Okay, moving on to another book, which came out only recently by Amanda Scott. It's called it's called A Treachery of Spies. Most of it takes place in France. Well, the whole book actually takes place in France because an elderly woman is found in Orléans and her identity is not that clear at all. Only one thing comes clear quite suddenly or rather soon that she was killed in the Men of Traitors to the Resistance in World War II. We are transported back to the 40s, to the 1940s in France to the resistance, the resistance and the fight against the Nazi invaders and how this has meaning or importance or bearing in the present. It's an interesting book. It's an exciting book up till the end and well, takes an interesting turn especially at the end. Friends and foes are not that. It's an exciting thriller with exciting and interesting characters and also in, well at least in my opinion interesting. It's interesting to learn about 
about the resistance against Nazi Germany in France in the 40s. So, moving on to another strong woman, not a spy novel, but also was a participant at Crimefest a few years back. Most of you probably know this author for his characterization of Captain Hastings in Agatha Christie's Poirot. And the man in question, or the one I'm talking about, is of course Hugh Fraser. He was brilliant as Captain Hastings, Hercule Poirot's trusted sidekick. Turns out he's also a brilliant author. Thing is, how did he come to write books or a series with his heroine Rena Walker? He told us the story at Crimefest. It was just something he wanted to do in between filming and rehearsing for a play. So he attended a workshop, a writing workshop, and he wrote a short story. The woman who held this workshop encouraged him to make more of the story, and so his first Rena Walker novel came came out a few years back. It was called Harm. The second one was Threat. The third one Malice. And the latest one is Stealth. I'm not sure if there will be more. If we will hear more of Rena Walker or not. If it's the last one in the series. Personally, I hope it's not. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. The first book, Harm, was especially interesting because it started out rather gruesome in in Rena Walker's present in the 60s, no, sorry, 70s. And every second chapter, we learn about her past as a child. She grew up in the rather poorer areas of London after Second World War, and she had to take care of her siblings. Taking care of her siblings shaped her way or shaped her personality and more or less paved the way into her job. Take it up, read it. It's a real page turner. Well, at least I think so. Oh, another book I can recommend. I've recently finished Martha Crimes, The Knowledge, a Richard Jury mystery. I think it's her latest one in the Jury series. One of the most interesting characters in this book is not the chief superintendent or detective superintendent but a 10-year-old girl called Patty. And she strikes me as a mixture between one of Sherlock Holmes's Baker Street Irregulars and a seasoned MI6 agent, to be quite honest. It seems a bit far-fetched, maybe, her character, the way she behaves, the way she acts, but it's amusing and it's quite a ride. She takes the reader on and you enjoy following her on her way to Africa and back again. The story itself, yeah, mm, I'm not sure about that, but it's a good read, especially when you read about the black cabbies, especially the first chapter was very well written, very well done. And if you enjoy London, if you enjoy hitching a ride with a black cab, that's for you. The last one I would suggest is also the last one in another series by Kate Griffin. It's called The Kitty Peck Mysteries. And this one is called or titled Kitty Peck and the Parliament of Shadows. According to what I've read before it came out, it is supposed to be the last one in the series by Kate Griffin. If you're interested to start with the first one, because I highly recommend you start at the first one, because the story stretches from the first one called The Musical Murders to this one. It's a good read. It takes place at the end of the 19th century. Uh, it's set in London again. Limehouse around 
the musicals and a girl who finds out more about her past than she could ever have imagined. The second one in the series is called The Child of Ill Fortune and the third one is The Daughter of Sorrow. I highly recommend you read it in that order to know what's going on. I think that Kate Griffin draws a very good picture of the 19th century at the time uh, of the people who lived there, the, the way of life there, all the trials and tribulations of people living in Limehouse about poverty and everything that went on in London or in the huge empire of Queen Victoria. It also takes us back to the farther away parts of the empire. We meet people from India, we meet people from China and from all ways of life. It's about the theater, it's about variety shows and it's also about the criminal empires or the criminal empire of the time where Kitty Peck gets thrown into without her realizing it at the beginning of the series. Well, I hope this was interesting. I hope I've, I could give you a few pointers. Check them out. I enjoyed all of them so far. I'm still in the middle of the last of the Kitty Peck series and I can't wait to find out how it all ends. Well, this was it. A rather short one this time. I hope you tune in next time when the Chattering Teacup will join us again. I hope we'll meet again at Book Lovers Companion. Until next time, see you, or rather, hear you. Bye-bye.